So we, we've been talking a lot about the halacha to lashon hara. Been learning chavetz chaim to min chamarav. So I was uh, talking to some of my uh, my friends, my binah colleagues. I asked them, "What do you think about talking about the halacha to lashon hara on Tisha B'av? After all, Tisha B'av is the Easter of Talmud Torah." So they said. So one of my friends said to me, "He said, take a look in the uh, in the luach, the Ezra's Torah luach. Ezra's Torah luach is there to tell you the." Times the say and They have two pages on the importance of learning the Sefer Chavetz Chaim, specifically in Tishbab by, by Tishbab. Two pages. The importance of Hankin say you should learn Hilchel every single day. So I said, okay, I think we can learn uh, we can learn Hilchel uh, Shnor right now. So I want to talk about tonight for a few minutes is uh, when are the times when conversations that we would otherwise consider Lashon Hara may actually not be Lashon Hara. May not be Lashon Hara. And what's called Lashon Hara Litoelis. When it has a constructive, constructive purpose. So just to uh, get ourselves caught up, I know many of us have been learning the Sefer now for many weeks, but just to, to catch us up, source number one, We're going to see the juxtaposition of these two halachos is very important. That on the one hand, you should not speak rechilas, should not be tail-bearing about other people. But on the other hand, you shouldn't stand idly by if your friend is going to be hurt. And we're going to see how that's going to become important in a minute. Fine. Says Gemara in Masechus Erechen, what's the Hechi Dami Lishna Bisha? What is Lashon Hara? How do you define it? Rava Amar, or Amar Rabba, depending on your uh, girsa, Kigonda Amar Ika Nura Be'palnia. Like uh, we had this example a few weeks, uh, last week, right? If someone says, oh, they're always cooking at that guy's house. So what? I'm going to buy it. My coffee, that's not bad. I'm just telling you a fact. They cook a lot. This is a barbecue all the time, every Sunday at that guy's house. That's not, that's not Lashon Hara. So Ella says, the Muppet Belishna Bishna, you said it in a, you know, with a certain time when you said it. You had a certain tone when you said it. Oh, where is the fire coming from? recovery. No, for sure the parties at that guy's house because they're always partying at that guy's house, right? You said in a way that is uh, negative. Fine, but the bottom line is lashon hara means you say something about somebody else that's negative, and as we've mentioned many times before, even if it is the truth. Says the Rambam, source number three. If you say something negative about somebody else, you validate And even though you don't get Malchus, why? Why don't you get Malchus? It's a lav she'ein There's no physical act of Lashon Hara. It's just a speech. And then there's no Malchus in Pesin for speaking Lashon Hara. Nevertheless, it causes people to be killed. It's a, ter- it's a terrible, terrible thing. We know we've spoken many times about how terrible the issue of Lashon Hara is. The many, many Losa says and Mitzah say that a person violates every time they speak one word of Lashon Hara. Uh, and it's a, a terrible thing. If you notice to this point, and in our studies so far, we've never found a, a, a heter to speak Lashon Hara about someone in your family. Right? The fact that somebody is your you know, brother, sister, parent, grandparent, child, uh, aunt, uncle, in-law, whatever it is, there's no, there's no and spouse. Right? There's, there's no head there. Oh, well, it's my wife. I can say whatever I want. There's no such thing. There is no head there per se 
to speak Lashon Hara within your family or about your family or to your wife or your wife to her husband. There's no such thing. In fact, the Chavetz Chaim writes, the Farish, that people make this mistake and they come home from work and they say, tell their wife, you won't believe what happened today and boom, they, they tell their wife, you know, all the things and the wife tells us and all the things that some that people did to them. Ken, you're going to say, but well, you got to tell it to somebody. So we're going to get to in a second. But the point is that just in and of itself, there's no hector, no leniency per se to uh, tell these things to your spouse. Okay. So what are the situations though when there is a permissibility to say something negative about somebody else even though it's true? Which again, that seems to be the definition of Lashon Hara. When are there scenarios when that is permissible? So we're going to give a couple of examples. Sefer Chavetz Chaim in source number four, give you a little... Sneak preview writes as follows: Klav vav halacha base. Af al shmiyas lashon hara levad gam kein yesh isra minatar. Right. So to hear lashon hara and to listen to someone say something negative about somebody else is also usher. We typically talk about only when you are mekabel if you accept it as fact. So that, that's usher. After the isha shmiya ein medat to lekabel stuff. However, says the chavetz chaim, even if at that time you say, ah, I'm not going to accept it as fact, it's still us to listen. So the real issue is to accept. You're not even sh- supposed to listen at all. Kevan shemata Even just just turning your ear to hear it, that itself is the wrong thing to do. Ah, however, ben There's a difference between times you're allowed to be makabel, accept the information as fact, as opposed to times when you can accept when you can just listen to the information. There's a distinction. What's the distinction? As follows: the Right? When is it I'm not allowed to even... The vocabulary as fact is basically come out never okay. But to listen, to hear the information, that may be permissible when, if the information might be important for me for the future. Let's say somebody knows you, go to, you work with a certain individual or you're about to get involved in a business deal with somebody. They know that. And what do they see? They know that this person is not honest. They know this person is ripped off three different people in the community and they want to warn you before you get involved with that person. So what, I can't go to that person and say, you know, I heard about the following person. That's Lashon Hara, right? No, maybe not. Why? Because this is information that's important for me to hear. And therefore, I can be shomeya, I can, I can listen to the information because it's something that's going to help me. Um, and not just when it comes to business. Maybe I want to do business with him. Or to become a partner with him. Or maybe I know something about a person and someone, I get this, I get phone calls this all the time. Our children, our community are growing up and getting ready to become, to get married. And so I very, very often, me and my wife, we get phone calls. What do you know about X person? Someone wants to go out, wants my daughter to go out with this guy. Do you know him? All the time, right? It's a very difficult conversation to have because you have to know, it's different, Shiloh. What do you like to share? Whole different conversation. But in terms of a person being able to ask that question and say, you know, I'd like to know some information about this person or someone says, I have information for you about the following person, that can be something that is permissible to listen to. Right? That's because you, you can listen in order to be worried about that information in order to protect yourself. 
came in the Mashi, wrote to Lishmoa, in Kavanos, Lishmoa, Genuso, Shechem. I'm not trying to hear negative stuff. I'm not trying to get a Gishmak out of hearing something negative about somebody else. Rak who wrote to Lahatzos Atmo, Kedeshlo Yavo Acharkach, Lide Hezek. I'm trying to protect myself. That I shouldn't end up getting hurt financially, professionally, you know, uh, spiritually, whatever it is. So in those scenarios, says the Chavetz Chaim, it's permissible for a person to be Shomeya, to listen. What does he not say you're allowed to do? Be Mechabel. Right? You can't accept it as fact. Right? However, he writes, look at the bottom line there. Avala Kabel, Dahan Lahachli Hadavra Belibo Shu Emes, You can say, look, somebody told me about this, whatever, this guy that he's uh, not, not honest, that he steals people's money. And he makes deals with people and then he disappears. So I can't accept it to be the truth. But I can say to myself, I can use that information to decide not to get into business with this guy. That's okay. Because that information is there to help me. It's not there to hurt this guy. I'm not trying to, to uh, you know, mess him over. I'm trying to protect myself. And that's going to be permissible. Correct. Right? But you don't, you don't, you're going to say like this. I don't know the, the fact. I don't know it's fact. But the fact that people, like, again, you might just, look, it's a whole different question. Should you act on it? Is it even smart? One person tells you that's one thing, right? So when you go to review something on Amazon, right? So you go to buy something on Amazon, right? So you look at the reviews. So one crazy person gives it one star, so it doesn't make me not buy it. But if there's 12 people who give it one star, right? 40 people, so now it's like they're nervous, right? So that's a different story. But the bottom line is, I don't know for a fact that information is true, but the fact that but I'm allowed to hear it in order to make my own decision and decide whether I want to get involved with this person or not. That's permissible. Yeah. If you hear something negative, are you allowed to go and ask somebody else for information to independently corrupt? Yes, we're going to see the answer is yes. That there will be times when it's permissible for a person to go and actually ask the question. Right? To ask the question. Again, you go to them and you say, you have to be, it's very important, you have this conversation. You say, I'm coming to you with a question, I'm asking you, Litoelis. Right, that's the that's the the uh, Haralinga, right? I'm asking you for pur- purposely. I have a, a reasonable reason to ask the question. I'm not asking just to know information. I have a personal, you know, uh, you know, uh, whatever. It, it applies to me. And it matters to me. And yes, you can ask the person. Can you tell me what you know that's relevant for me for this whatever the example is? Yes, absolutely. Okay, um, okay. But the question becomes, how how can there be such a thing? Where's it come from? What's the rationale? What's the halachic? What's the svar? Right? You can't say negative things about somebody else. So, where does this come from? That all of a sudden, if it's going to help me out, then it's okay. Why is that? So there are two approaches to this issue. So one approach is the approach to Tzitzel Yezer, which is based on the concept of, like I mentioned before, that a person is not allowed to stand out Dubai when their friend's blood is being spilled. So what does that have to do with, that sounds like much more extreme. No, that someone's going to be killed. You have to defend someone who's going to be murdered. So what's going on here? So Tzitzel Yezer in source number five brings the following case. He was asked the following. There was a young man who was dating a girl. Going out for a while, and the, there's, a, there's a doctor in the community who knows they're dating. And he knows that this girl has some medical condition that she's incapable of having children. She cannot have children. And he knows, and he finds out, that she never told the guy. And they're dating and dating and dating, and close to getting engaged. And he comes to the Tzitzel Yezer, and he asked him, 
I notice it's, forget the hippo shayla. It's a different shayla. Hippo, it's a different question. Fine. But let's put a hippo aside for a second. And he says, let's say he's not the doctor. Let's say he's just a guy, you know, he's a family friend who knows this information, let's say. And he, uh, I, don't, I don't remember if it's specifically the doctor, but I think, I think the person was a doctor. But the question was, is he permitted to tell this gentleman about the girl he's dating? Is he permitted? Is he required to tell this guy this information? So take a look at what Sitzel Yosef says in source number five. Ladati mechuyav harofei legalot lebachur mimum habuchura. He has to say. He's required. Hagam shela ola al dato lefano elav v'sheila amatzava amatzava mipat chosi yedia shachisara. Even the guy has no reason to ask the question. He never would have asked. Nevertheless, the doctor is required in this scenario to go ahead, the person who has the information, to go tell him. Even if she told him, please, 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 don't say. He has to tell. Right? What if, what if the... The, it's, the, it's the flip. The guy is the one who's not able to have children. Same thing. Absolutely. Has he know? She says, "I'll tell you how I know." Because the Rambam writes as follows. Next paragraph. Talks in Hilchos Rutzayach. Person is able to save someone's life and they don't do so. Over alosam And then the Rambam gives a, a few different examples. You see someone drowning. Oh, listen, buy my love. Or they have robbers coming after them. Oh, he can hire somebody else to save them. He can call 911 and he doesn't do that. Or he hears people are, are, are planning something against him. Or he, he hears what's happening. He doesn't tell it. Or he hears about the, the problem, you know, they're about to attack him, and he could go ahead and he could have stopped it, and he doesn't do so. So he says, we see from Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch. Doesn't have to be the case that the guy's mama should be killed. But it could be other scenarios, right? Anytime someone's getting ready to hurt that individual and you don't say something, you violate Osama Damayacha. And says it to the Ezer, what greater thing is there than a person's getting married? And they have information that's incredibly important for them. And if they don't know it, it'll be very, very serious for them. They would, they would, they would have to have a husband to figure out what to do if they knew this information. And they don't have it. So he says, you're to tell the person this information. Why says the why says says, says because the iser of losam and and that's why you have the two next to each other you can't tell lashonar but also losam and you should be so makbeard makbeard I'm not speaking lashonar that you end up allowing someone to get hurt yeah so you took hippa out we'll put hippa back in now what you took hippa out of this but not put it back in okay it's a good question lamaisa if the person's going to lose his job and lose his license etc by doing so that makes the question a lot more complicated that's definitely true. So it's not clear the person had to violate HIPAA and, and, and you know, lose, the, lose their job in this scenario. Maybe they find some other way to, to make it work. Yeah, so we have, so have to figure it out. It's a good shadow, how to make it work. But, uh, but HIPAA is a serious question. It's a serious part of the question. 
But, but the point is, for our conversation, is that why is it, what's the rationale, right, that this is permissible and even required at times because of the Isra Lassam al-Damriya? Okay, fine. In fact, Moshe Feinstein and Rishonbach have a, have a machlokas, but what about when it's permissible to ask children in school to tell if some other kid did something wrong? Right? Somebody stole the watch, whatever. You know, different stories, right? Someone, someone stole something from another kid. So is it permissible to say to the children, if you know, come tell the Rebbe. Quietly. Come tell the principal. You know, you, you, no one will know who said, whatever, but you have, to, you have to say if you know. So Moshe says, no. I'm teaching kids to speak Lashonara. So Sternbach says, you should. Because that's the situation of Toelis. It's going to be able to help the child. If you know who stole, so you'll be able to be mechanic that kid. So that's the situation of Toelis, and that would be permissible to tell. So there's a, you know, a hashkafic debate in the Chinuch, whether that's appropriate or not. But, uh, but it's based on the same concept. Fine. However, what about the following? What about the concept of venting? Venting. And a person sometimes needs to get stuff off their chest. They are upset. They are frustrated. They feel hurt by somebody. And you need to talk to someone about it. You need to talk to somebody about it. Would that be considered toelas? Is that permissible? What would you say? Maybe yes. No one wants to say no. Maybe the bad guy. Yeah? Oh, so therapy, is, so therapy is easier. Why is therapy easier? Right. It's, it's a psychological need. So A is a psychological need, but B, the person is, okay, second of all, maybe the person is not a cowbell, maybe they are, maybe they're not. They're not allowed to share. They can't share the information. Right? The fact that the person is legally, legally not allowed to share the information helps. Um, so yeah, so, but we have to see. This might get into the question of therapy, how that works. Okay, don't worry, I'm going to tell people they can go to therapy. I send everyone to therapy. That's what I do. Um, I think therapy is the best thing in the world. Um, but okay. So says the Sefer Hasidim, source number six. Lo sisa Hashem Hashem Achech Lashav. Azhar lemekabel Lashonhara. And this is a warning not to accept Lashonhara. Efesim yavo ish etzlacha. A person comes to you. Tzowek achavero. He's screaming about his friend. He embarrassed him. Bifanecha valibo charlo. He's upset. The guy screamed at me. Vaomer kizesh ochicha osa kach vakach. And the guy screaming, yelling, this guy, he's a, he's a ice fire, what are you doing to me? It's terrible. And the guy's letting loose. You know. Uh, sorry. Let's say you know. Come, talk to me. Come. Come talk to me. Get it off your chest. And then you won't go to talk to anybody else about it. Let's say. Let's say. It's not going to tell everybody. You know a great example? If it's an embarrassing situation. The guy was embarrassed. He doesn't want to tell everybody. But he's obsessed. He comes to you and he confides in you. Can I tell you about this terrible thing that happened to me? He, he wants to tell you. It's heavy on him. It's a mitzvah to listen. And if you can go ahead and say, you know, maybe it's not so bad, make him not so angry at the guy. The guy likes you. Don't worry about it. He's not such a bad guy, etc. He says, you're allowed to listen. What is he, but what's the one thing he says? He says, you think that what's not going to happen? If we, or what will happen? If you listen, what is he going to do? He's not going to go to somebody else. So then you take it, and he says at the end, don't believe it as fact. Don't believe it as fact. So that's Kabbalah, Lashon Hara. 
But you can listen. Why? Because the guy needs to let it go. And maybe if you let him talk to you, he won't need to go to talk to somebody else. You can listen. You can hear. Chavis Chaim writes similarly. Source number seven. The Efsher, the Huazin, im Kavanoso, Bisipur, Lahafik, Es Dagoso, Melibo. Someone needs to just get it off their chest. Maybe that's like some type of constructive purpose. It's a pasuk comes in source number eight. It's Gemara Mesachas Yuma says, quotes his pasuk. Just get over it. Get out of your head. Two different mahalchim when a person's having trouble. Just, just. Stuff it away and don't deal with it, or have a conversation. I can tell you which one I subscribe to, right? Talk to somebody about it. It's going to be better for you. But says, to go back up to the Chavetz Chaim, where he says, it's important to allow people to talk. And he writes, so He points out other details. But the bottom line is that he, he argues, even the Chavetz Chaim himself, that there can be scenarios where allowing someone to get something off their chest is itself a Consider to'elas. Rabbi Simon told me once that Rabbi Shechter also, also told him that a person in certain situations, if they're upset and they need to relieve the feelings they have, would be allowed to speak to someone and tell them how they're feeling, even if it's going to say negative things about somebody else. So why is that? Why is that, why is that considered to'elas? So take a look now at source number 9 in the Chafetz And he writes his phallus. And he says, what, he talks about a case Let's say you see somebody who has bad midos. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're not the type of person you want your, your kids to hang out with. Or your talmidim to hang out with. I don't want you to hang out with that kid. It's not going to be good for you. Okay, let's say someone wants to do that. They can go and tell their child that. Why? Where it's underlined. The reason you can't see the Lashon is because you're trying to embarrass the person. If the reason you're telling the information is the same thing we saw before, is to be machanic your child. That's not the behavior you want to see. You're somewhere and someone does something where you're sitting at a table and someone says something out loud. An adult or a kid. You come home, you say to your kid, I just want to tell you something. That thing that he said, we don't talk about that in our family. You would never say, we would never say something like that. Oh, it's Lashon Hara, right? It's Lashon Hara. Teaching my child how to, how, to, how, to, how to be, how to speak, how to act. That's permissible. Because there, my, ga- my, my, my goal is not to, again, insult the person or to speak negative things about them. My goal is to teach my child. But if you're going to be doing real chinuch, what do you have to also do, by the way? Explain to the child this halacha, why it's not lashonara. Because otherwise the kid thinks that lashonara is okay. So you can say, I would never say negative things about somebody else, but I, I need to, the Chavetz Chaim writes, it's permissible to teach, you the, to teach you something. That's permissible. But there's one other point that's made as well. Rechanan Wasman in Kovit points out, and this is a, a rule in the Rambam, a reading in the Rambam that applies in a lot of cases. The Rambam writes that when a person is not allowed to uh, be chovel somebody else, you can't hurt somebody, you can't punch somebody and make them bleed. This is the right way to do that. To be to chavala. However, the Rambam writes that Isser is only if you do it, derech bizayot, or derech mitzayot, he writes. If you're doing it in a way that's going to be negative for the person. So for example, let's say someone wants to have plastic surgery. So you want to improve the way your nose looks, right? So you say, it's an chavali. You can't just cut yourself for no reason. The answer is, yeah, but if you do it for a constructive purpose, I'm doing it because I want it, I want to look better, whatever that is. So that's, that's permissible. Why? Because it's chavali. That's not derech I'm not doing it to 
hurt the person, I'm doing it constructively to make them look better. And many argue that the same thing is true when it comes to Lashon Hara. That if it's done in a way that's not Derech Bizayon, but it's done in a constructive purpose, it's done for, again, uh, the purpose of teaching a child, it's done for the purpose of making sure someone has the right information for a Shidduch or to, or to, to make a, an investment, etc., that's not considered, that's not considered uh, Derech Bizayon and could be, could be permissible. So I'll tell you, give you one last, one last Maramakum. This is a, a, a quote from a rejector, Safer Gray Matter, where he talks about this exact Shiloh. And he quotes a story from a Yuval Shulam, which is Robin Eretz Yisrael. And he was asked this question by somebody. Someone said, the young woman said, I have a friend, she likes to come and just like unload about her parents and her this and her that. Is that okay? It's like a little uncomfortable. It's Lashon Hara. And he says as follows. The Rav, and he means Shulam, responded that it's a great mitzvah to provide an open ear to someone in need. But the following four points need to be observed. The intention must be for the mitzvah, not for gossip. The conversation should not deviate into areas which are not necessary and relevant to the issues at hand. Discretion must be paramount, as one cannot tell others that which was told to him. If you're being told this information, you can't go tell somebody else. Finally, one should recall that both halacha and experience teach there are always two sides to a story. So there are other perspectives to the situations described. That's a good way not to be macabre. You ever been in the middle of, of, of a situation? You hear one story, and then you hear the other side. All of a sudden, you realize, not so simple, right? It's a good way to to, to practice not being macabre. There's always a different side. There's always something you're not thinking of that that could explain the behavior that maybe you don't you don't realize. And he adds one fifth condition. He says that one should limit the discussions to one close friend, whom one can confidently expect to respond satisfactorily, and not necessarily repeat the conversation to others. And the point is like this. The idea of telling a person that you, so why am I telling you all this? I'm supposed to, we're supposed to be machazik question out here, right? We're not, not make it, not say it's okay. The answer is, the main point to me is, we should be thinking about it. If we're stopping and we're thinking, is this Lashon Hara, is it not? We're already way ahead of the game. And the point is like this. Everybody, all of us, need to sometimes talk about the things that are bothering us. To go to a therapist, absolutely not a shaila, a thousand percent mutter. Go to therapists to tell the information, tell things about your mother and sister and brother and whoever. Absolutely permissible. A, it's important for your mental health. Um, B, that person's not going to tell anybody and has no intention of being mavazah, the other person. You're just doing it to work out your issues. Um, and, and hopefully that person doesn't know all those people. Otherwise, it's a different shout about therapy that would, have, that would work so well. If the person knows who you're talking about, they probably shouldn't. Um, but... But the, uh, but the second question about our, within, within a spousal relationship, within friends. So it is okay every once in a while for a person to be able to, to say, this hurt me and this is upsetting, etc. But it's not free-for-all. It's not a free-for-all. Even with a spouse. Even with a spouse. It shouldn't be a free-for-all. It's the, hard, it's the hardest scenario with the spouse. Because we want to share, we want to talk, and it's hard. We have to have these conversations not when the person's about to unload all the information. No, lush and hard. That's probably not so great with Sean Bites, right? But ahead of time to have a conversation, two spouses to talk about it. You know, we want to be able to be there for each other, but we don't want to be just like blasting all of our friends and family and relatives to each other all the time. It's also lush and hard. And I think it's a conversation, if we're able to, to have an own spouse about, or with a friend or whoever it is. You know, I want to be able to talk to you about things, but I also want to make sure that we're careful. I want to make sure that we don't just talk about it for no reason. That we do it when we need it and not when we don't need it. And it's a very hard line. Don't get me wrong. It's a very, very big challenge. But I think it's something we should all think about. And as we are closing Tisha B'Av, as we're closing Tisha B'Av, 
my, my, you know, my main message, has been the message the last number of weeks and throughout Tisha B'Av is, we should be thinking about it. We should continue to learn Hechaz Lashon Hara, whether that's between Mincha Ma'ariv or on our own, because we're not learning it, it's, then we forget about it. We should be learning these halachos, we should be thinking about it, we should be having conversations about it, we're all going to mess up. The Gemara says, everybody makes mistakes in Lashon Hara, it's so hard. But at least if we're thinking about it, we have it in mind, we're trying our best to minimize, there's a huge tawelas. It's a huge, huge thing for ourselves, it's a huge thing for Klai Yisrael, and, it, and if we could all be a little extra careful in the way we speak, and to pause for a moment or two, before we go ahead and we say that next line, we certainly are on our way to Mitzvah Hashem next year, not having Tisha B'Av as a, as a day of Avelos, but Mitzvah Hashem having it as a day of Sosna